Hey warriors, it's Sharia bringing you complex thinking. The truth about life, mental health, and what it's like living with mental illness. The raw reality of what it takes to heal, grow, and transform. From pain to positivity. Growth and change are both very uncomfortable, and that's the truth. But it's beautiful. Once you heal and grow, you transform. Through this series, I hope it gives you clarity, empowerment, knowledge, motivation, or maybe understanding that you're not alone. But nonetheless, I hope it's helpful for you in your journey. Welcome to my journey in dysfunction, from pain to positivity, from trauma to healing. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Thrive Through Pain, or you can email me at thrivethroughpain at gmail.com. And that is T-H-R-I-V-E-T-H-R-U-P-A-I-N at gmail.com. So yeah, hit me up, y'all. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Please like and share. I would be so very thankful and grateful. Um, so yeah, guys, let's jump into it. So this week is the truth about awareness. <sighs> the truth about awareness. You know, a few months ago, I didn't even really think this was a thing. Like, and it's not that I doubted it. I just didn't, I guess I wasn't aware that this, this is a thing. Um, you know, until I became aware myself. And, uh, when I talk about awareness, what I really mean is that you're becoming more aware of yourself. And I really think that that's what awareness is. I think it's, you know, it really is self-awareness. And a lot of us lack that self-awareness. We lack being in connection with our true selves. We lack listening to ourselves we are not aware of ourselves our core self and when you live a life of not being aware and being codependent or stuck in abuse or any bad situation you're not aware because when you are stuck in that Anything that takes away from your life, anything that doesn't, if it doesn't make you feel good, if it doesn't help you and it only hinders you and hurts you, you're lying to yourself and you're not aware. Because when we are connected to our true selves and we are aware of our own selves and what we want and what we need, we don't tolerate certain things because we are aware of what we are worth Ooh, that's a good one write that down y'all we are aware of what we are worth and far too many times a lot of us settle because we are not aware again though a lot of us wasn't given a road map you know so how do you navigate your life with no roadmap, with no tools, with just being on, you know, autopilot, with doing for everyone else, but forgetting the most important person, yourself. And, you know, that's another topic for another day, y'all. And I'm just going to dive into it just real quick. But for the people out there who think that taking care of you is being selfish, I am here to tell you that is wrong. That is wrong. I don't know where you heard it. I don't know who told you. But it, it's wrong. It's not right. The best thing that you could do for anyone else is to take care of yourself. If you are a mom or a dad and, you know, you have small kids at home or kids in general if you are so worried about taking care of them 
24-7 and you're on that autopilot of that's all you see is them and you neglect yourself, you are going to burn out. You are going to end up snapping on your kid. And I'm sure a few of you listening now know what that's like when you are just so wore out and you end up, you know, saying some things you don't mean or snapping or, you know, on your partner or whoever. All comes down to awareness, my loves. And putting yourself first is not selfish. It is the best thing you could do for you. I tell you guys all the time, you are your biggest investment. You are your longest commitment. Your longest commitment. You are. Not your kids, not your partner, not your parents, not your siblings. Because eventually, when your kids do get old enough and they leave and fly the nest you are going to still be stuck with you. And if you wait until your time, and I'm y'all can't see me, but I'm putting air quotations, your time for you, you need to reevaluate your life. And I had to do that. I was putting everyone else above myself and running myself thin and I was constantly exhausted. I was constantly wore down. I was constantly felt like my life was nothing but a schedule. You know, I didn't, I did things that I enjoyed, but it was kind of like the last of my to-do list and, or not at all, you know, like going six months straight without cleaning your face. You know what I'm saying? It happens three, four days, don't even take off your mascara. You know what I mean? Because you know that the next morning you may wake up late, you know, because the kids may keep you up late or whoever and you got to hurry up, you know. So if you wait until it's your time, there will never be time because you will always find an excuse of why you can't put yourself first. So join me, become aware You know, become aware of your core self and what you need and what is going to help you be the best you, you know, and by, you know, when you invest in yourself in any kind of way, like any way, whatever, you know, investment you need for yourself, maybe it's, you know, you need to lose weight, maybe it's, um, you know, you need to fix your teeth or, you know, cause depression got you down for so long. You didn't brush your teeth for so long. I've been there too. Or, you know, maybe you haven't, um, bought yourself clothes in years or even shoes, or, you know, you just want to go get your nails done, or just whatever it is, like whatever it is it could be from something so small as going to get yourself a coffee to, taking a shower for 30 minutes, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is you need. But once we become aware and we start actually communicating with our true selves, instead of all the outside noise, you will know what you need. As crazy as that sounds, you will. But you have to block out I got to do this for this person. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do... No. In the morning when you wake up, take a breath. And get into a habit of having a dialogue with yourself. I mean, (laughs) ask yourself, what do I need today? What do I need? What do I need? And be real with yourself. Don't judge yourself. And do whatever it is you need. And do that every single day. It doesn't have to be a whole day dedicated to yourself. You know, to take care of yourself. It could be 30 minutes in the morning before your kids wake up. Okay? This 30 minutes in the morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do meditation. Because you know what? Helps my anxiety and it helps me calm down. Helps me feel grounded and, 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 you know, secure. Helps me think clearly. 
or, you know, hey, I'm gonna sleep in an extra 30, you know, just whatever it is, just be honest with yourself. And little by little, it will be easier to think of yourself as a priority, but you gotta start small. And eventually, though, you and your inner self, you, you will have that dialogue back and forth, back and forth. So, for me personally, I was living life in a haze. I wasn't, oh, and, you know, awareness, another thing, sorry guys, side note, but awareness in a whole is everything, you know? So, um, I wasn't aware of the wounds and toxicity and negativity and self-sabotage that I was surrounding my life with. I wasn't aware I deserved more. But when I became aware, that was a whole can of emotions. Because when you do become aware of yourself, your accountability, your relationships, your life, you see what's toxic and negative and unhealthy habits and relationships you've formed. The awareness of I have allowed these people here by giving chance after chance, lowering my standards, excusing their behavior, being codependent, being insecure, not healing. Awareness is scary when you're facing it. But you have to change what you thought you deserved. And a lot of us, you know, this is these unhealthy behaviors, they're programmed. You know, decide what you actually deserve. And decide how you want to heal all unhealthy habits, traits, and beliefs. Breaking free from untrue limitations that we keep ourselves in. And awareness doesn't come all at once. It's like a slow trickle effect, right? A little bit comes here, a little bit there, a little bit there. And then it will start speeding up. The more and more you become aware. And... You become aware of everything. You become aware of yourself. You know, like I just mentioned, your wounds or whatever it is that you need to heal from. And you also become aware of your relationships with yourself, with others, how others treat you. And you become aware of of what you're tolerating and what you're you know, what you're tolerating and why. Because when we're not fully aware, we do tolerate a lot. We take a lot. Because we aren't aware of our own greatness. We're still waiting on somebody to point that out to us. But my loves, that's not how life works. You have to find that in yourself. And it's there. Sometimes we just gotta, you know, dig around a little bit. Dig a little deeper. Keep digging, keep digging, you know? So be patient with yourself as well. And know that any self-development... takes time. It all takes time. 
Healing takes time. Growth takes time. Change takes time. It takes time. You will get there one day. So don't forget to enjoy the journey too. You know, enjoy what you're learning. When we learn about ourselves, I truly think it's the most beautiful thing. Because like I said, we are our longest commitment. And if you don't love yourself and you lower your standards time and time again and you are codependent and you're insecure, those are the relationships you're going to attract. So it really all starts from within. Heal that shit one at a time and take your time doing it. You're not going to be graceful. Fall. It's okay. Get back up. You got this and you can do it. And I'm rooting for you. Guys, this has been another amazing week. Uh, The truth about awareness. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you listening to this right now. I'm just so grateful for you guys. I really am. And uh, have you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did? Please message me. Follow me on, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram at Thrive Through Pain. Connect with me there. Let's collaborate. Um, Share and like this. I would be so grateful. And I love you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Keep thriving through. Hey, my beautiful warriors, it's Sharia bringing you complex thinking, the truth about life, mental health, and what it's like living with mental illness, a raw reality of what it takes to heal, grow, and transform from pain to positivity. Growth and change are both uncomfortable, and that's the truth, but it's beautiful. Once you heal and grow, you transform. And through this series, I hope it gives you clarity, empowerment, knowledge, motivation, or maybe understanding that you're not alone. But nonetheless, I hope it's helpful for you in your journey. Welcome to my journey in dysfunction, from pain to positivity, from trauma to healing. And check me out, guys, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Thrive Through Pain, or shoot me an email at thrivethroughpain at gmail.com. And that's T-H-R-I-V-E-T-H-R-U-P-A-I-N. And please, please, guys, reach out. Let me know if this was helpful for you. Um, if you liked it, you know, what your thoughts were on it. I would be so grateful for you. Alright guys, let's get into it. So, this week, which I know I am late, I apologize. <laughs> I'm in trans, you know, you know, transition right now, guys. And it's just uh, trying to find the balance for everything, which is life, you know. Um, but this week is the truth about patience and timing. And for this one, you know... I feel like most of my life, I have been super impatient. Like, I'm I'm a very impatient person. Um, and that is something that I have had to teach myself, to be patient. Um, and I think, for me, it came from my own perfection and... I wasn't patient because I didn't believe, you know. Um, I wanted it to happen right now. You know, I wanted that perfection right now. I want it now. I don't have time to wait. I want it now. Um, And, you know, that mindset left me... And such a spiral because me being so impatient, it didn't give me time to give the things time that I needed to. Whether that's, you know, rushing your self-development, whether that's 
rushing to learn something, whether, you know, whatever it may be, whatever you're trying to rush, whatever you're being impatient with, whatever you resist, persist. I want you to hear that one more time. Whatever you resist, persist. Life is a waiting game. And that is truly something I have come to a conclusion. You will always wait in life. Always. Like, there is no not waiting. Like, life is a waiting game. You wait till you get older, you know? You have a kid. It takes nine months. You have to wait nine months. Getting into shape, you have to wait to watch your body transform. Working on yourself, you have to wait and be patient, you know? Like, Everything takes patience. Everything takes timing. Everything takes that self-discipline of waiting, which is the hardest thing to do. But, you know, you're going to either wait in line to get your food or you're going to wait doing this. You're going to wait. You know, it's just everything takes time. Everything. There is no quick fix for anything. There is no quick path to anything. There is no going around, not facing any roadblocks, not facing any hardships, not fit, you know, not fail. That doesn't exist. Life is a waiting game. Everything takes time. And I really think it boils down to how patient are you with yourself? How compassionate are you to yourself to understand that everything takes time and you don't have to have it all figured out right now no matter what it is it comes within time you know the older we get the more that we learn it takes time you know like It really is a waiting game. And that is something right now, you know, I'm trying to instill in my daughter. Like, you have to be patient. You have, you know, we'll, you know, we'll we'll drive to, you know, say somewhere to eat and we got to wait in line. Oh, I don't want to wait, mom. I want it now. Yeah, but you got to be careful what you wish for because if you want it now, you could get a half cooked meal, you know? Good things take time. You can't, you know, I mean, it it all takes time. And um, this goes hand in hand. Anyone who knows my younger self knows I am impatient as shit. Like I told you guys in the beginning, it was like, I'm one of the most impatient people. And it was a very big defect of mine. It was a terrible quality that I had of being impatient, you know, it it stifled a lot of my growth because I was so impatient that I didn't want to wait that I just said, fuck it, give up. I'm not getting the results now. So I'm just going to give up. I don't want to wait to see what happens in three months from now. I don't want to wait and see what happens, you know, a month from now. I want it now. And if I can't have it now, I don't want it. And what I failed to realize is you get it right now, you're probably getting something that's half-assed. You got to give everything time, including yourself. Um, And I think, you know, my internal issues from unhealed trauma drove me to think I was owed something. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. Um, The something of now, you know, and it was my immaturity. It was my ego. And immaturity is funny like that. But trust me, I've grown to be grateful and understanding that if I am impatient, you know, if I am patient, things will happen within time. I think it's easy to forget there's a process with everything. And the process slash progress takes patience and timing. So please know... There's a process with everything. And in a sense, you have to have that unwavering faith that it's going to work out.
you know, and another thing I think that made me so impatient, like I said earlier, was, you know, I was, I was going for perfection. And it didn't work out, you know, I, I'm starting to learn and, and patience is everything. So if you hear this, please be patient with yourself. Be compassionate towards yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. And I mean this in everything. I mean this whether you're chasing your dreams or, um, you know, trying to accomplish a goal or getting into shape or self-development or a new job or parenting or whatever it is, whatever it may be, everything takes time and you have to be patient. And I love you guys. So just know it isn't going to happen overnight, but it will happen. You just have to stay committed. Commit even when you don't see progress. Commit even when you don't want to. Commit when you feel like giving up. You owe that to yourself. Because most people that quit, they are almost right there. They're almost right there. They're almost there. And they give up. Because they don't want to be patient. Because they're tired of waiting. Do you know how many successful people have failed over and over and over and over and over and over again? And then they finally did it. It takes time. Life takes time. You are going to go over hurdles. You are going to have roadblocks. Life is fucking difficult. But be patient with yourself because your time is coming. You owe that to yourself to stick it out with your commitments when the excitement is gone. You owe that patience to yourself because if you give up on yourself, who else is there? You have to be committed to you. You have to be patient with yourself. And I love you guys, and I hope this was helpful. Because I tell you what, I wish it was something I would have heard a long time ago. My immaturity definitely got the best of me <laughs> many times. So I love you guys, and I'm so sorry that this podcast was late. Um, you know, and that's also why I kind of did it a little shorter, you know, just in case you have that few minutes and you just kind of need some, oh, you know, like, hello. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing week, and I can't wait to see you guys next week for bump the topic of manic depression bipolar, which uh, it's definitely gonna be a big po- uh, podcast for me. Uh, you know, it's it's sharing my own truth, and uh, and you know, here's a prime example of just this podcast alone, guys. And you know how I am; I, I jump around a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's so many thoughts in my head. But this is a prime example. When I started my podcast, nobody was listening. I mean, I barely still have anyone listening. But the people who are listening, that's what matters, you know? And I had to be very patient. Very, very, very patient. And I'm still being patient. Um, so... Just know you're not going alone. You know, you're not in it alone. I'm going through it too. And I share my journey with you guys as I'm going through it. You know, I don't want you guys to feel alone. And I want you to know that the shit you're going through, somebody else out there is going through the same. So I love you guys. I hope you're having a very amazing week. Please reach out if you need anything. And like I said, Add me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Thrive Through Pain, 
or email me at thrivethroughpain at gmail. Love you guys. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you next week. Keep thriving through. Hey, my beautiful warriors. It's Sharia bringing you another episode of Complex Thinking. The truth about life, mental health, and what it's like living with mental illness. The raw reality of what it takes to heal, grow, and transform. From pain to positivity. Growth and change are both uncomfortable. And that's the truth. But that's life. So, you know, being uncomfortable is a beautiful thing. Because once you heal and grow, you transform. Through this series, I hope it gives you clarity, empowerment, knowledge, motivation, or maybe understanding that you're not alone. But nonetheless, I hope it's helpful for you and your journey. Welcome to my journey in dysfunction, from pain to positivity, from trauma to healing. And I thank you, thank you, thank you so much if you were listening to this podcast, um, whether you're a newbie or, you know, have listened to my podcast before. I really appreciate you. Um, go ahead, guys, and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. I would love, love, love for you to see my page. Um, and also, you know, be able to reach out to me anytime, you know, if you need somebody to talk to or need some help. That's what I'm here for. Um, or you could email me at thrivethroughpain at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's get it started. So this week is the truth about bipolar, the truth about manic depression, um, which, you know, are the two different things that you can call it. But there are, so there's different levels of bipolar. Um, and apparently, you know, psychologically, bipolar one, they say, is like the worst um, because for everyone, it's different. Everyone reacts differently. Everyone, it just, I feel like we all kind of do the same things, but some of us are more impulsive with certain things than others, you know, like, uh, you know, for example, I just got diagnosed this year, uh, well, a little bit last year, uh, end of it. I got diagnosed with, hey, my beautiful warriors, it is Sharia bringing you another episode of Complex Thinking, the truth about life, mental health, and what it's like living with mental illness, the raw reality of what it takes to heal, grow, and transform from pain to positivity. Growth and change are both uncomfortable, and that's the truth. But it is beautiful. Once you heal and grow, you transform. Through this series, I hope it gives you clarity, empowerment, knowledge, motivation, or maybe understanding that you're not alone. But nonetheless, I hope it's helpful for you in your journey. Welcome to my journey in dysfunction, from pain to positivity, from trauma to healing. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you are listening to this right now, I fucking appreciate you so much. And if you're new here, welcome, welcome. If you're returning, what's up? Um, I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you guys. And you guys are the reason I do these podcasts, you know. Um, I don't only just do it for myself and my own healing process, but I tell my truth to help others and I feel like that's why I've went through what I've went through you know just to help others and the fact that you're listening I'm hoping 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 it is helping or you gain some kind of knowledge from you know one of my podcasts and you apply that and it changes your life whether it's how you see yourself or um, you know, something, you know, maybe a, a diagnosis that, that you're ashamed of or, or whatever, you know, to know you're not alone or to know, wow, I'm not the only person feeling like that. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, I just, I expose my raw reality and, and who I am as a person, uh, to empower y'all because it empowers me to tell my truth and to be honest, which I did not do for a long time. So <laughs> I'm doing it now. Um, 
All right, guys, so let's jump in. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I would love for you to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Thrive Through Pain. Um, hit me up on there, guys. Like, let me know how this, if this podcast helped you or, you know, if you send it to somebody and it helped them. I mean, even if this doesn't directly apply to you, it could apply to somebody that you know. You never know. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I would appreciate y'all immensely. Just share, share, share. Put it out there. Um, and, you know, let's let's get this message spread. You know, more people hear it, more awareness. Um, the better, I think, for all of our mental health. So, guys, this week is the truth about bipolar, manic depression. <sighs> y'all. So... I swear, like, last year and this year have just blended. Like, I don't even know where the years have gone. I feel like COVID was, like, a time warp, and I just, like, lost so many years. I don't even know. But um, late last year, I was diagnosed with manic depression, bipolar 1. Um, and, you know, this was after, obviously, I seeked help for myself and things like that, you know, for other reasons, like, I really just, when I went into therapy and stuff, I really went into it of, like, healing the trauma I've never dealt with. I mean, I kind of felt like maybe something was wrong with me, which, I mean, sounds terrible to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, where you just feel like something is off about you, just something. Um, and I kind of, I really always felt that way. Like, I always felt so different from everyone else, and I knew it wasn't just what I had been through, like, it was literally, like, my mind, like, my mind just would not let me out, you know, so I, I really felt trapped in there, um, and so when I got my diagnosis, it made sense, I, I started kind of piecing things together, like, you know, uh, jobs I've had, friendships I've had, just different things in my life, of where I felt my anger had gotten the best of me. And it wasn't anger. It was that rage that you get. That that adrenaline pumping through your veins rage. Where you are just seeing red. Like it is just rage. You cannot contain it. Um, and I really felt like I just was walking around angry all the damn time. And I hate it being so, because I was like, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to carry that around in my heart. Like, I am such a kind person. I don't want to be seen as that angry person. Because when people see you as angry, they see you as unstable. They see you as unreasonable or, you know, a problem or, or this, that, and the other. And I just... I felt like it just was controlling my life. And the more that I researched it myself, you know, and, and found the right tools and things like that of what, you know, bipolar really is and how, you know, certain people perceive it. Most people think that bipolar is like, you're just angry. Like that's, that's it. You just have anger issues. Like, that's really what a lot of people think. But with manic depression, manic, obviously, where you have your high highs, you know, and it can be anywhere from, you know, grandiose of self to taking on too many tasks or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, can, it just varies from each person, but... I was there, you know, I was on the top of the mountain and I would put everything on my plate and I had to get it done. And guess what? If I was getting it done, it had to be done to perfection. And if I could not perfect it, I would freak out. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. But, um, so, you know, my highs were very high. Sometimes I would overspend or, um, 
you know, a lot of it was I really would put too much on my plate. Like, I would overfill my plate because I had so much energy that I thought, well, I'm going to get it done now. You know what I mean? Um, But then my lows, they're very low. And so for people with bipolar manic, you know, bipolar one manic depression, can't speak on any other bipolars, but on that specific one, there is no in-between for us. Like there is no middle. We live our lives in either really, really high or really, really low. And and here's another thing, guys, and I'm sure if you play back any of my podcast or any of my videos, you will probably see it because it's something I've picked up myself. But with bipolar, you speak really, really, really fast and your words sound, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it just, yeah, I mean, you just, you speak and it's just pressured speech. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Pressured speech. Um, and I do that a lot and I didn't realize it was because of my bipolar, but when I'm more manic, it's <laughs> more quicker, you know, but when I'm low and depressed, not so much. So like I said, it's different for everyone, but for me, it, I was embarrassed when I found out, to be honest with you, um, because I was like, wow, like something, like something is wrong with me. Like, will I ever be better? You know, like, are these things my fault? You know what I mean? And things like that. Um, and I also didn't realize that, you know, with bipolar, it does come and, you know, can come in triggers. And usually when you're triggered is when you go into an episode. Um, and I was because of my childhood and because of the things that I had went through, I was con my that that the bipolar was constantly being triggered, like over and over and over again and over again. And um so I learned in a sense how to cope with it because obviously I didn't know I had bipolar. Like I had no idea. So I had to like teach myself not to spaz out, not to freak out, but there would be times where I would, and I, I just, I couldn't contain it. Like it was, the bear had been poked way too many times, like, and I would explode. Um, and you know, in my early twenties, I was an explode, you know, I would pick a fight, you know, I was not scared to be that loud mouth. I was not scared to say whatever the hell I had to say because I just didn't give a shit. And if, and it, my biggest thing was on like rude ass people, like people who are just strictly inconsiderate or judgy or just shitty human beings. I have a hard time not saying something <laughs> like, I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like I got to like be captain save a hoe, I guess, but whatever. Um, and so, you know, I would pop off a lot. And as I've gotten older, I've calmed the hell down because I've needed to. Um, but it really made sense when I got diagnosed, like, wow, all these different things. Like, I'm not angry. Like, I am not angry. I am just bipolar. Like, I am not an angry human being. I am just bipolar. I have a chemical imbalance in my brain that makes me either see black or white. There is no in-between with me. Like, it's one way or the other. And um, it sucks sometimes. It does. It really does. Because the worst part about it is when, when you are in a depressed state. And depressed depression is not sadness for anyone if y'all don't know, but depression is not sadness. Like it's a whole other feeling. (laughs) Like it's, it's just like a hole in you. It's like, you're like an empty shell of a person. Like there's nothing there. 
this like the depression has just sucked you dry and you know with being bipolar when I feel like that you know and I've hit my low lows and I'm all the way low and I'm trying to get my way out you know I'm trying to keep hold of that that little light that that just piece of hope glimmer you know you can't you know with somebody with bipolar or you know any kind of illness like that you know that those kind of feelings can't just tell somebody you know you got to get over it or uh I don't know be an unsupportive asshole you know it's it's truly an illness we we don't want to feel this way I don't want to feel this way I don't want to feel like like my existence means nothing you know and I don't want to dissociate and physically be here but mentally away on fucking planet Mars maybe Jupiter Saturn I don't know let you know tomorrow but it's a curse like it, it just it's a curse but it's a blessing and they always say the ones who are are born with a gift are cursed they are and if if you and it's funny because once I started doing more research on bipolar you know as well I realized there's a lot of people that have bipolar one manic depression um you know Kurt Cobain had it I mean there's just so like so many amazing artists and musicians and ama- just amazing people in general that made a difference in one way or another and they had a mental illness like how beautiful is that like I don't know to me it's kind of like wow like to be fighting something internally and I mean it's it's a demon you just you can't really fight except within yourself you know like it's an unseen, unseen battle. And, um, some days it's really hard, you know, to try to get myself, you know, if I'm in a bad depressed episode, you trying to get myself out of that and be a normal person and normal society. And it's hard. It is. Um, you know, when you're manic, though, there's shit, no problem. Like, you need me to do this, you need me to do that, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but when the when the depression sets in, it's crippling. Um, and it's exhausting. It's very exhausting. Because it's, you're just seriously going through each day that, that you know, you're in the depression. Just fighting to survive, to make it to the next day. Because what you're fighting does not want to be here. And people with bipolar 1 have a higher risk of suicide. As well as people with bipolar 1 also have learning disabilities. I didn't even know that until uh, I got obviously diagnosed and talked to the you know my therapist, things like that. And it's... There's so many things that, that come with being bipolar. But I will say this. And like I just said earlier, guys. Everyone who is born with a gift is also cursed. But that curse doesn't have to be a bad thing. It is manageable. And... You know, we will never be cured. You know, people with bipolar, there's no cure for it. Um, I mean, it's either genetic. Yeah, I mean, most, yeah, it's genetics. Like, it's all genetics. And what was crazy, I have to tell you guys this, you guys know I'm like ADHD. I'm always all over the place. But uh, it usually all ties in. Um, So when I was 21... 21, yes, my 21st birthday, I met my biological father. 
And, uh, yeah, that, that situation didn't last very long. But what I did get to know from him was that he was as well bipolar. And at the time, you know, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I never thought that I could be bipolar. Like, I really, I don't know, I just didn't, I, I just didn't think that, I, I don't know, I just didn't. So, um, so like, it never clicked. Like, and then when I, I was like, whoa, that makes sense now. And then it did click. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Um, but, you know. It is genetics. So even though we will never be quote-unquote cured, we're not damaged. Like, we're not. Um, Because what I'm learning is if you can learn how to manage it, which therapy, medication, you know, Whatever route, you know, maybe both, maybe one or the other, whatever route works for you, you know, do what's best for you. Um, But if you can get the tools to manage it and to understand it and to learn it and be like, oh, okay, here's certain parts of me that that's the bipolar and you start seeing it, it could be easier to manage. There are, and with that, there are so many great things with bipolar usually people with bipolar are more artistic, which is crazy to me, but it makes sense because I am very, so it's like, hello, there's another thing that clicks. Um, so with that being said, the certain gifts that we have, all we got to do is just use them. So when I feel, you know, when I'm like really, really manic, sometimes I will paint to kind of center myself and be like, you need to calm down or, you know, that's kind of like my way of letting, letting it out. Um, and so I take, you know, different things like my interests and things like that. And where my bipolar really comes in, like, I mean, I could stay up and all night and write and write and write and do you know what I mean like and just do certain things I could do multiple things at one time there's so many different things that I can do once I get something down it's like my mind goes a million miles per minute and I can also retain things by not really listening which sounds weird um but if I'm really like learning something and I I do like a little cheat sheet I don't know not a cheat sheet but like a breakdown for how I learn it I can close my eyes and like memorize the paper and that's how I remember because that's just how I learn but like I said you have to get the tools like I said earlier as well with bipolar most of the time you have a learning disability And so I'm understanding, wow, I really have always had a learning disability. Now I need to find tools that help with my kind of brain, how I work. So that way, you know what I mean? Because here, let me, let me back it up real quick. So the whole 29 years that I was living and I was undiagnosed and I had no idea, I obviously learned how to cope with my bipolar unknowingly. But since I know now that I really am bipolar and I know what bipolar is and I know where my symptoms are, you know, how it comes out in me and and how I do certain things, I'm able to find the tools where my bipolar is the weakest. Like, obviously, a learning disability. I have to find certain tools to make it easier for me because... With bipolar, we have problems regulating our emotions. So when things get really, really hard, you know, and say, you know, learning disability, you can't really, you know, you're overwhelmed from learning and this, that, and the other, you're going to give up, right? And so I've had to be like, okay, here's where, (laughs) where I'm really weak in certain areas, like either with my temper or whatever, 
these are the things I need to do to kind of scale myself back and manage it. Because this is what I got going on in my brain. This is how my brain works. I have to work with my brain, not against my brain. So to sum that all up, my loves, find tools that work for you. Don't do what everyone else is doing because it it may not work for you. But discover yourself and find out what does work for you. Because it will help you with the mental illness as well. Because then you're taking stressors out of your life. And stress is the worst thing for a person with bipolar. Also sleep deprivation, worst thing. So by taking care of yourself mentally, it means knowing how you mentally need help. Truly, you know, understanding yourself and be like, you know what? Here's my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. Boom. Here's what I need to work on. And this is going to help me with my weaknesses. And boom, here's my strengths. This is how I'm going to improve on that. I believe in every single one of you. I do. Um, So eliminate as much stress as possible. Because if you can do that, you're going to be less triggered with the bipolar. Um, and you know, if you are going through this and you have bipolar as well, just know I feel for you. I do. Um, cause I tell you what, <laughs> before I knew I was very destructive and, um, I don't want to, well, yeah, I guess that's the best way to say it. I had some terrible qualities, um, I did so many things that were out of character, you know, for myself. And they always say, you know, you're your own worst critic, your own worst enemy, like you really are. And, and so when I, when I would do all these self-destructive things, I would really hate myself because I was like, what the hell? Like, I always felt like, like I was two different people. Like, I could just never understand myself. And it was so frustrating to feel like you're going crazy and your mind is just, you just don't get it. Like, you just, you don't understand why you are the way you are. But you know that something is just off, you know? Um, so, I'm going to read this for you guys. This is what I wrote. So, with uh, Bipolar 1, cognitive therapy is the kind of therapy that you want. Um, Like I said, manic, it's your intense and it can last for a week. Um, It feels kind of like a switch, like something just switches in you. Um, your, um, Your emotions are intense. You know, you, you have emotional swings, um, roller coasters of up and down, anger without calls, rage, um, paranoid, anxious. You um, feel like something is wrong inside. Uh, you feel crazy, embarrassed, free. Well, you know, you, you feel, okay, so you feel crazy Um, But if you're diagnosed, you could feel embarrassed, free. You could be, you know, denial. No, I'm not bipolar. Um, And then, like I said earlier, it's genetics. Um, Numb, destructive. I'm just uh, racing thoughts. Um, I had a lot of I, I have those all the time. And then pair that with generalized anxiety disorder. So my mind's like a hamster on a wheel on crack going probably like 150 to 200 miles per hour, like just going nuts. Um, you know, when you're manic, you can be super bubbly, like a natural high, happy, um, you know, have that high, that high of fearlessness, uh, you know, busy, productive, creative. So these are the good things I was talking about with bipolar. So when you're manic, when I am manic, 
Um, I have tons of energy. I'm super busy. I'm super productive. I'm creative. Like, I'm really, 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 really creative. Um, yeah, both. I would say when I'm manic and when I'm depressed. When I'm depressed is usually when I write my sad poetry. And then when I'm manic, it's usually because I'm like, hey, you can do this. Da, 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 you know, <laughs> so from the highest lows, you know, um, you know, you're usually intense. I've had people tell me I, I'm intense like my whole life. So makes sense. Um, you overwork, you wear yourself thin, you have distorted thoughts. Um, and what the, the, and the emotional after the high is the depressive. So then you're going through emotions, exhausted. I tell you what, when I'm depressed, all I want to do is sleep. Like I, my body feels like a ton of bricks. Like it really does. It feels heavy, like a physical heavy. And all you, like, all I want to do is sleep. I just want to sleep. Um, you feel like you're suffocating. You lose all ambition. You're hopeless. Um, a lot of people have suicidal ideation. I don't even know if I said that right. Um, everything is dark. <coughs> everything is too heavy. Um, sometimes you know you don't want to live. You're scared of yourself. And it's debil debilitating. Um, and then it gives, you know, severe anxiety because you feel that way and you're stuck in there, you know? Um, so that's in more, you know, details of what the manic and depression is. And I like to give you guys like to kind of break everything down for y'all too. So you guys can know, you know what I mean? Like, obviously don't go off my diagnosis because, most of these I wrote to my diagnosis, you know, of how it affects my life. But if this does sound like you and you're like, oh, shit, definitely see a therapist. You know what I mean? And go figure that out for sure. Because um, I'm telling you what, you get some tools, it will it will really, really help. Um, or, you know, if you already do have bipolar and you're kind of lost, message me. I told y'all, I've looked into this stuff, so, like, where I can point you in whatever direction you need me to for you to get the most help and healing for yourself, let me know. I got you guys. Um, so, let's see. Okay, so, with bipolar, they, they call it, like, recovery. Um, so, without treatment, there is no roadmap. We have to be in recovery essentially for our whole lives. Um, like that's our normal. Like, um, so what you can do, there's three different things you can do. And this is what I have found. Um, so we have therapy, which cognitive, uh, bipolar meetings, support groups, or you can do shock therapy, which memory loss. Um, and then or you could do medication, or you could do medication and therapy, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but a lot of things that I have found on the medication is low sex drive, less energy, loss of appetite, rage, weight, uh, affects motor skills, slows you down, and low creativity. So for me, I chose not to be on medication. Um, I know that this is going to be a lifelong battle that I will always face. And maybe at one point I will need medication. Um, but as of now, I want to try to find a solution another way by gaining tools to implement into my life so I don't have to depend on the medication. Because regardless, with or without the medication, you can still have an episode. We're not free and clear from that. So um, I took the choice, you know, just to do my therapy. And then obviously, you know, my, my therapy and my podcast, because that's the second type of therapy for me, um, and just putting it into my work, you know. And then I have hard days. I have days where um, I feel like bipolar is kicking my ass. I do. I, I really feel like she's fucking kicking my ass. Um and then I have great days, you know, so what I'm really just coming to learn is you have to take the, 
you have to appreciate the bad as much as you appreciate the good, if not more. So it's a blessing and a curse, but it kind of makes us special, you know? I kind of like we're like superheroes <laughs> in a sense, you know? Um, make sure I didn't forget anything else for you guys. See, I write down everything before I get on here, and just because, you know, I gotta, I gotta have some pinpoints for myself, because you guys know me, I be going everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, yes, I wanted to read this to you guys. Um, so depression is more than a sadness. It's a battle in our minds. We're fighting to stay alive. We're fighting ourselves, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. That's the truth. Depression has a bigger chance of suicide with no support. Having family is what will save you. Having a support, a true support group of people in your corner it lowers the risk of suicide. For people with bipolar. I love you guys. And just know if you are battling with this. I feel you. And if you ever want to talk. Please, please, please message me. Add me on Facebook, Instagram. Or TikTok at Thrive Through Pain. Seriously. Um, any way that I can help. And if you know of somebody who is struggling with bipolar. All, all they need is your support. That's it. Maybe send this to them, you know, maybe that, wow, somebody else, you know, because it makes you feel a little better when you know you're, you know, a little less alone, especially when people kind of have the same struggle as you, you feel understood. And that's all any of us ever want. So please guys, take care of yourselves, take care of your mental health. And do this for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else. I love you guys. It has been a, another amazing week. I'm so blessed to be doing this. And I'm so blessed for you guys to be listening. I hope this helped you guys. I'm sorry I rambled a lot tonight. <laughs> but it's been, a, it's been a long day. Um, you know, and uh, this is still kind of a little bit of a hard topic for me to talk about. But, uh. I'm pushing through, you know, so again, guys, I love you. Please like and share and message me. Let me know if this podcast helped you or, you know, share it and see if it helps somebody else. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Keep thriving through.